You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking Mariners baseball today on this Thursday, November 2nd, day one of the offseason. It was a long time coming as we're talking today with uh, Greg Johns, our M's reporter for MLB.com. Greg, we thank you for the time. And what we're doing today is, uh, you know, again, it's never too soon to look ahead to the 2018 season. Now that 2017 is officially in the books with the Astros as the uh, champions of baseball. Before we uh, kind of break down the Mariners prospects for uh, 2018, want to get your thoughts on Game seven, it was uh, a rather anticlimactic given how crazy the first six games of the series were. But uh, the Astros, you know, kudos to them. 100-plus wins in the regular season. They win two game sevens uh, in this playoff, uh, this 2017 playoffs to get that world championship. And just kind of give us your thoughts on uh, on game seven and about uh, the Astros as baseball's champs. Yeah, I, mean, I guess it was kind of nice just from an AL West aspect to to see a team from the division win the win the World Series has been since 2002 when the Angels won it that the, the Nail West team had got it. So congrats to the to the Astros. And I think Seattle saw <laughs> full well what what Houston had. I look back to the start of of our season that opened in in Houston and played them two series in the first first three day first three uh, series were against the Astros and Seattle went two and five out of, out of that against them. And, in the first 10 games kind of set the tone that maybe for both teams looking back. I mean, at the time you thought, man, Mariners really struggling out of the gate here, but looking back, they're just playing a really, really good team. And uh, Houston took that thing wire to wire and, and, uh, and we saw it full well. So yeah, it's fun to see, fun to see the Astros and looking back at, at how they put things together and, and uh, really built from those couple of three years when they were losing 106 plus games to, to kind of taking what they built from that and making it work. So they had a plan, they made it work, and, and kudos to them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, they did it uh, the right way. Not that there's a wrong way, but, you know, they <laughs> they uh, built uh, through their farm system. Uh, they got some some uh, very key veterans in some spots that they needed shoring up, and uh, it was a great mix of, of uh, youth and veteran leadership, and they are the champions of baseball here on this uh, second day of November. And a great point by you, which I think goes a little bit overlooked, uh, the first AL West world champion in 15 years. Uh, that's, you know, that's a, a long time when you're talking uh, divisional baseball. Uh, the 2002 Halos, the last team to pull it off. So, again, uh, congratulations uh, to the Astros, the champs of baseball, and the Mariners would love to uh, take their place or at least begin to mm-hmm. as we look ahead to the 2018 season. So, Greg, when you look at the M's right now, what would you assess is their biggest area of need, and how do you think they go about uh, filling that need do you envision uh, a trade, maybe a big free agent splash, or maybe a guy from the minors that's ready to maybe step up and contribute? Yeah, Matt, when I look look at this club, I, I think it's pretty clear that first base is the one spot that they really got to go go fill. And, and a free agency today, uh, uh, seven Mariners became free agents as, as the uh, after the end of the World Series there with Danny Valencia and, and Yonder Alonso, two of those guys that were handling first base. Uh, uh, and, and they got to they got to replace those. And maybe maybe that uh, Yonder Alonso is the answer if they can bring him back. There's, uh, you know, I talked to Yonder at the end of the year. He's very interested in coming back. Seattle really liked uh, the city, the the club, and, and felt great here and felt he could 
could really be a part of things going forward. So that, that's certainly a, a, a potential. But it is a spot that, that free agency, I think, is going to be the answer. Uh, as, as big a trader as Jerry DePoto is, uh, uh, first base just looks like a spot prime for a free agent this year, given that it, it's a pretty open group, pretty good group of veterans out there on the market, you know, and including Alonzo, uh, you know, from anywhere from, you know, Eric Hosmer at the high end. I think he's probably going to his price ticket will probably be higher than the mayor's. He's, he's probably looking at a, a long-term, you know, 150, 200 million type deal. And I don't think they're looking for that, to that kind of spending, but, but you've got Carlos Santana a little on the next edge it would be a, a great pickup. If you could get him or, or maybe more of the uh, Mitch Moreland, Lucas Duda, Logan Morrison uh, types uh, along with yonder, you know, th- those are the guys that are out there. And I, I think one of those guys probably going to end up in, in Seattle and it remains to be seen which one you're looking down the pipeline and, uh, Daniel Vogelbach, the kid they picked up two years ago from the Cubs, uh, you know he's had chances and, and really hasn't grasped it. He'll come to spring training, get another chance, and, and if he can step up, they certainly would love to, to see that. But I don't think they go into the year counting on him to be that guy. And, uh, and they just drafted Evan White out of Kentucky, their first-round pick here last year, and, and he's, a, he's a couple years away. So I, I think they look to free agency to kind of fill that spot. It's a, it's a, a, a couple-year gap at least to, to where they can turn it over to a uh, a Vogelbach or White when they're ready. So yeah, I think that's the spot that, that really be key this uh, this offseason. Yeah, you brought up a lot of intriguing options at first base for a lot of clubs uh, in the market for a first baseman this offseason. As you said, Eric Hosmer is going to be the uh, the big money guy of that group, but a lot of uh, options uh, beneath Hosmer, so to speak, uh, mm-hmm. that could be good fits uh, for the Mariners and many other teams uh, around baseball for the 2017 offseason. Greg, on the other side of the coin, uh, you look up and down this roster. What do you feel right now is the biggest team strength? Yeah, I, I would look numerically, especially. I think the bullpen. I think they're really, really uh, set there, uh, and, and could use that as an area if they want to make some moves. As, as you talk about Depoto, a guy that, that does like to make trades. I think he, he has some depth there. Uh, I, I would expect them to to bring in another. They always you always look for bullpen arms, but I think he can use some depth there if he needs to uh, to make some moves. Uh, you know, Edwin Diaz pretty firmly set as that young closer that, that they can build around. But the, they've got a lot of veterans, you know, that set him up. You know, between David Phelps uh, is coming back, he'll be uh, he'll be healthy here going into next spring. Uh, Nick Vincent, they got a, uh, had a tremendous year this year for them. Uh, uh, Tony Zix, guys should come back healthy, and, and then you got your your uh, Mark Zipchinski and, and James Pazos were excellent uh, lefties that they got. Emilio Pagan. Young kid that came up probably you know one of the brighter spots for them that turned into an excellent you know long reliever and and they just got a lot of you know I could throw out names all day you know Dan Altavilla and and Shea Simmons some hard throwers that they're bringing up so they they've really got you know I think it's I look sit here and look at you know going into spring training that they're just going to be a, you know, more guys there you know you're looking at seven spots you know, and I probably just named off you know eight nine ten. Uh, and that's as we sit, you know, without even adding anybody. So that's going to either be a tremendous competition or a place that they can use uh, to get some depth in, uh, in trade. So, uh, yeah, I look at bullpen a pretty good, pretty pretty well set there. And, uh, Greg, transitioning to uh, – why don't you give me two guys, uh, one guy that could maybe regress a little bit in 2018 after uh, perhaps overperforming here in 2017, and then on the flip side – a guy that maybe had a down year in 2017 and is poised to bounce back in 2018. Who are two guys that fit into those categories? 
Hmm. Regression is an interesting thing. I, I wouldn't say that he overperformed, but I think if you if you look realistically, Matt, at, at some point Nelson Cruz is not going to hit 40 homers and 120 RBIs. So, yeah, he's what 37, be 38 through midseason. Tough to count on a guy, you know, getting into his upper 30s to be that big a bat for you. Although Cruz has been a guy who's has certainly been able to do it, and and I I wouldn't count him out. But I think if you had to you know, look at a guy that maybe realistically you can't keep expecting to to put up the numbers he had. I think Cruz probably probably could be that guy. Uh, 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 breaking out the other direction, it, it's interesting. I I would look at, at, at guys who, who really were kind of breakouts last year. Uh, you know, James Paxton, uh, Mitch Hanier, guys that 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 you know kind of broke out but but weren't healthy the whole year. I think if they can stay healthy, they they would be that that big breakout guy. But but if you want a kind of an under radar guy. Uh, it would be a complete breakout guy. I, Guillermo Heredia is a guy that I think could really step forward. Uh, he was he was uh, working with a dislocated shoulder a lot of last season. Hit hit very well early in the year, and then played through that shoulder injury and and had surgery on it at the end of the year. I, I, he's a young kid out of Cuba that that really really has took a step forward last year. I think if if he can be healthy and take another step forward, I think he could be a, a pretty big surprise. Uh, both offensively and, and defensively, I think he may be the Mariners' best defensive outfield, and they got some pretty good ones out there. He's uh, he's tremendous with a glove and a very good arm. So I think Guillermo Heredia is a guy that uh, that I could look for some big things from next year. You know, and, and it's funny you mentioned with uh, Nelly Cruz. It's you know at some point, uh, you know, Father Time is undefeated, as the saying goes. But but maybe we say the same thing about Adrian Beltre year after year, and he proves to be ageless, and maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe Cruz is on that same trajectory as, uh, you know, Adrian Beltre with Texas. But, you know, so far, so good. And until he shows otherwise, uh, you know, Nelson Cruz, a guy that you can count on to put up the home run and RBI numbers. We'll see if uh, 2018 remains the same. Uh, Greg, as we begin to come down the home stretch here, give me a guy that is a big question mark for this team with regards to uh, injuries or just health concerns overall. I guess the, the name that leaps to mind there would be Felix Hernandez, uh, you know, it was a big question uh, last year, uh, this past season, uh, and certainly that, as it turned out, you know, it was, it was probably the kind of the key to the season. Him not being healthy, uh, such a big chunk of the year, almost four months that he missed, and uh, Felix not getting any younger. Uh, it's still two years left on that big contract that's paying him twenty-seven million a year. So, if Felix can be healthy and and, and even pretty good Felix you know in the middle of that rotation that would be a huge help uh if he's not you know then you're looking at you got to fill fill another spot in the rotation so yeah, when it comes to health I think you put Felix at the top yeah uh, that's going to be a guy that a lot of eyeballs are going to be on for 2018 to see if he can maybe not be the Felix of old but but something similar to what we're used to seeing from him because the past year even two years uh has not been real Felix-esque so uh, maybe hopefully he gets back to his uh, normal self in 2018. And uh, to wrap up here, Greg, uh, I think any you know any team in the majors, you can put them in the one of five spots. Uh, you've got your clear rebuilding teams. You've got your uh, non-contending teams. Then a bit up the ladder more, teams contending for wild cards, teams contending for division titles, and then ultimately teams contending for world titles. Of those five, uh, where do the Mariners best fit right now? Yeah. Hmm. Uh- I think realistically playoff contender, uh, it's hard to say that, that, uh, you know, with the Astros sitting up there, as we talked about, they're going to, Mariners got a lot of 
ground to make up there to, to catch the Astros and not to say it can't be done because uh, a lot of things can happen. But uh, I, I think realistically, you, you've got to say first, you've got to make the playoffs. And this is the team that, that hasn't been since 2001. They, they will say it over and over until they get out of it. The, the longest playoff drought in, in the major leagues right now. You know, they've, they've got to get their, they've got to get in the pool before they can uh, take that, that swim. And once you get in, you never know what happens. So, hey, you get in the playoffs and, and then you become a, a World Series contender because you you, if, if you're good enough to get in, you can get hot at the right time. So uh, I, I think this team definitely has you know, the, the, the players to do it. They have the talent. I think they, they did last year, and things just didn't work out health-wise. I think it would be interesting to see what DePoto does to add to that group uh, this offseason. Uh, with the right right additions and, and some better luck health wise and and, uh, and things and, and some and some points of emphasis they're going to make uh, defensively and, and base running that they know they need to get better at uh, yeah, I certainly I certainly think this is a playoff contender uh, and uh, and like I say once you get in there you see what you can do so that's certainly their goal it was last year and they came up short they uh, they bumped into some things that that uh, they feel cost them and uh, so we'll see what you can do as they say it's a new year when you get out there in spring so i think uh, the spring training will be interesting as ever for this group a lot of a, a real good veteran core that i think you can certainly build in and and uh, we'll see what depoto does to, to add to that this offseason yeah wipe the slate clean uh, just get, in, get into the postseason roll the dice and hey you never know that's the beauty of uh, the baseball playoffs for sure Greg Johns, our M's reporter, thank you so much for the time. We'll do it again next week. In the meantime, Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras, Seattle Mariners.